Greetings, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Hen House Eggs that not only taste good, but do good for the farmer, for the hen, for the environment, and most importantly, for you. Today, we are continuing our series called A Monthly Roundup with Ryan. Uh, I am sitting in our CEO, uh, Ryan Miller's office as we speak. We are uh, beating the heat, right? That's right. Because there is a wave of it hitting the Midwest right now. What's the, I, I haven't looked at, what's the temperature today? Have you looked? Uh, it's not quite as bad. It's in the upper 80s, but oh, it's supposed well, to be 90 cool. this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I was heard, I was heard we we're gonna, could hit some triple digits either later this week or next week. Um, so Ryan, uh, it's been, uh, I think a couple months yes. since we last talked. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you're looking a little tanner. That's right. You've been getting That's out. Right. Yeah, you've getting been doing my vitamin D. Yeah? How about your vitamin uh, B? You've been working with any Bs lately? <laughs> no, not very much. They've been, uh, I've been leaving them alone because they're supposed to be hard at work right now, making plenty of honey. So Okay. So I'm just, I'm just leaving them alone. So just, just minding your own business. That's right. Right? Okay. Uh, so if you didn't know, uh, one of Ryan's hobbies is beekeeping. Yep. What's the, what's the, isn't there a technical term for beekeeping? See, that's how much of a novice I am. I don't even know what that's called. I thought there was yeah. like a Latin term or something, or I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but you're, you're keeping bees, you're making honey, and uh, we'll have to come up with some egg honey recipes here maybe <laughs> later in the fall when you when you harvest. Um, so, Ryan, I mean, a lot of news uh, these past few months around uh, avian influenza, also known as AI. Uh, can you give us an update on where we're at and maybe even, too, if you had any other uh, insights on what's going on with it, you know, either in the U.S. or across the world right now? Um, yeah, for us here, we have not been touched by it. Thankfully, we're pretty, we're still over 100 miles away from any cases that have been reported. And there haven't been any in our state for quite a while. Um, they have been slow. The cases have been slowing down quite a bit across the country. I think there was one earlier this week or late last week um, out in Colorado. But for the most part, it's slowed down quite a bit. And with all this heat and sunshine, that really slows the transmission rate. Yeah. So, so we it, think we're definitely past the worst of it. So the heat wave is, is welcomed in, yes. in one respect. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so what, what, now what's the, the science behind that? Just that the virus can't survive as yeah. well yeah, in the heat? Yeah, it doesn't survive as well in the heat. Okay. And then ultimately, I would assume, gets eradicated mm -hmm. because of it. Yeah, yeah, it quits getting spread around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so uh, it was, I mean, obviously it was a hard time uh, for a lot of people, but we were fortunate enough to, to be able to avoid it. And um, our birds are, are doing yep. well. They're getting out and enjoying the grass and the sunshine and even enjoying the heat i think yeah especially later in the day i know i went by one of our farms late yesterday and there were a lot of birds out in the shade you know once it wasn't the direct heat of the day sure yeah um and so as far as ai uh globally is that something that i mean you have a lot of uh insight on is, is it is it kind of static across the board or is it just hard yeah to, there hasn't to know been sure? there hasn't been as much um they in other parts of the world, they got hit a lot worse last year, and we didn't have any of it last year, and okay. now we've got it here. Yeah, 
And just to, to summarize kind of how it happens, uh, it's with the uh, flight patterns, is that correct? Yeah, the migratory birds, when they mix over the winter down in Central America. Okay. And then come back up the flyways along the rivers. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's kind of every year, right, I suppose, you're kind of waiting to see what uh, generally, things happen or what? Uh, no, because we haven't really had an issue with it since 2015, so really only have to worry about it if it's starting to pop up in other parts of the world okay. where they might, the birds might mix. Yeah, migrate. Okay, great. Well, yeah, so we, again, we were fortunate enough to, to be able to avoid it and, um, yeah, enjoying the fact that it's hot and that uh, we don't, it's not much of a worry anymore. Um, so in, in other news, uh, and people have probably been noticing this, <laughs> Uh, the price of pretty much everything on the shelf seems to be going yes. up. Uh, eggs uh, are not necessarily an exception to that. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on on the shelf right now? Yeah, I'm sure everyone's seeing all their food prices go up, um, and we have not escaped that, that's for sure, with cost increases. So, for example, uh, over the last year, our number one input cost, which is grain, is up. 35%, packaging's up 25%, um, freight, of course, is up with fuel prices. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what, are, what are the factors informing the, the grain price increase? Um, just, you know, there's good demand. Um, there's also the, with what's going on in Ukraine, has constricted some of the supply to other parts of the world, which pulls more demand from the Western Hemisphere, Brazil and the U.S., Yeah. so it drives prices up. Um, and Ukraine, I mean, from what I've, I guess, begun to understood or understand is a pretty big supplier of yeah, grain. Yeah, I think they're the number one sunflower supplier, they're number two or number three of wheat, Okay. And but they grow a lot of corn, they grow a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've heard the term, kind of they're the, the breadbasket, yep. right, of... Uh, at least Europe and mm-hmm. um, that part of the world. So, is there any cent, any idea of a forecast of of you know when the, we could see those prices come down, or is it just kind of too hard to tell at this point? Yeah, it's very hard to tell because uh, we're hoping it's sooner than later. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's. It looks like we've maybe hit some tops. So it's not going up much further. We're hoping but it doesn't look like it's coming down much anytime soon. Yeah. Now, there are, are there any steps that uh, can be taken to help kind of, uh, su- you know, subsidize some of those costs or help uh, curb some of those costs? Because um, I think about how, you know, some of our farmers grow their own grain or grow their own feed yeah, yeah, they do, and yeah. so for them, it can insulate them from some of the ups and downs. But we, we're still compensating them at the same rate because that's what their grain would be worth on right. open market. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of how that part works, and we just try to be um, as streamlined as we can be in other areas. You know, efficient in how we process. Um, you know, thankfully for us, the transportation costs coming in uh, haven't changed much because our farms are so close. Right. 
Um, if our farms were spread out over like a 500 mile radius, that would be a big issue for us. Sure. So for us, the freight is the issue going out. Um, hasn't been much of an issue coming in. Yeah. So being highly because we're so localized. localized yeah. 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 So right now, though, is it kind of a even though prices are up across the board, it seems at the shelf with regards to eggs. I mean, specialty eggs. Are there's a great opportunity for specialty eggs in the fact that they're closer to the price of conventional yeah. eggs. Yeah, conventional eggs are very close in price because there's been less production because of AI and that kind of thing, but also they've got high grain costs. So even though the prices have gone up, eggs are still very cost-effective protein source. Um, so what's going on maybe new uh, specifically with the hen house? Do we get, I know we've got some new farms that we got, we got coming some, on. Yeah, we got a few new farms that just started this summer, and um, we have another one coming next spring. And we just started our new field tech um, so that we have uh, even better coverage at the farms and communication with the farms, so that's good. So what's the, the running total right now of partnering farms? Oof. I'm going to say right around 60. Okay. I don't know. I don't have the exact number right off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah. Right around 60. And and that's a mix of pasture raised and free range. Pasture raised, free range, organic. organic. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Um, and then two, if uh, we, I think we mentioned this last podcast, but we have a new product that we introduced to uh, some select markets and it's a, a non uh, organic pasture-raised egg and it's in this a really vibrant blue carton so it really pops uh, on the shelf but if that is in your area you'll notice uh, in the next uh, few weeks there's a, a QR code sticker on there um, and so we are uh, kind of doing a trial with uh, this great company called Digify to uh, provide our customers with a direct view of uh, our brand and kind of all that we offer but two there's uh, a fun opportunity to enter a drawing to win some free eggs as well uh, so that's something that's kind of exciting uh, that if again if you are in those markets where you get the the non-organic pasture raised product uh, you'll notice and one be able to interact and engage with uh, uh, just the the brand kind of on a, a website platform but then to be able to and get some free eggs. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And then maybe our next giveaway will, when Ryan harvests his, his honey, <laughs> we'll uh, you know, give honey samples or something like that yeah. to attach that to the eggs. Yeah, what better way to fight high egg costs than to get some free ones? Yeah, there you go. There's the solution right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you for taking the time today. Anything in closing you want to add to uh, any updates or just... Uh, like a commencement speech I know we, you know we just said graduation <laughs> anything like that you want to share no just uh, well I think back to the question about uh, eggs on the shelf you know they're still even with the prices high they're affordable and they're very versatile like there's so many ways you can use eggs they're not just a breakfast food you can use them all at all meal times and I know that you've shared with me like the history of egg prices in the U.S., where we are today is actually much cheaper comparatively. Yeah, compared to where compared they used to, to be. compared to uh, income and like you know the comparison of what a dollar's worth and that kind of thing from 
let's say 100 years ago, um, eggs are cheaper relatively now than they were then. Yeah. And that's through, you know, just efficiencies in production, um, better genetics, and those kinds of things. Yeah. Better transportation systems and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's some perspective, even though they might be high, uh, comparatively speaking, they're still uh, a great deal. So, well, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmers Hen House. We'll see you next time. Thanks yep. so much. <laughs>